The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Dietrich Bader, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmings. And it is the three of us today. There is a lot of tech to talk about. Um, I think the big thing that a lot of people have been talking about this week, number one for themselves and number one by just pure astonishment, is the technology of deep fake technology. We talked about this a couple months ago. You know, we, we talked about some deep fakes and all that stuff, but this is... It's 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 rearing its ugly head again, and it's back with a vengeance. But it's not ugly. It's it's, it looks it looks so good. It's ugly for society because it does look so good, and it's so confusing. I think you're talking about the 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 Tom Cruise ones, right? Yeah, you were the one who told me about it because I hadn't seen it yet, and uh, it appeared on TikTok, (sighs) which is amazing because TikTok, uh, it it, they have a a policy: no deep fakes. They don't Mm. want deep fakes on on TikTok. And this was posted on TikTok and got 11 million views by people saying, wait a minute, Tom Cruise is doing a magic trick. Tom Cruise is playing mm-hmm. golf and he's putting, he's on TikTok and people were watching it. And the thing is, you really can't tell that it's not Tom Cruise. Exactly. And that's, that's what makes it rough. Those of you who don't know what a deep fake is, a, a deep fake is uh, you get an actor, well, not even an actor, but a person, anybody, it could be anybody to be the uh, the video portion of it. And then like you'll be walking around a room or doing something, but then you're gonna upload, and I, I don't know if everybody can do this because it does require some sophisticated technology, but you upload like a celebrity's face in different poses, which gets a bunch of different pictures of that celebrity. And then you, for lack of a better term, you superimpose that celebrity's face on the you know, quote unquote, actor's body, and it becomes that person. This technology can basically turn anybody into somebody else. Now we we've and, seen we've seen some deep fakes in the past that have featured celebrities, but always like kind of a little switch. And I've liked those. I I've been entertained by those where you have uh, Stallone as the Terminator or Bill Hader, which is one of the best ones that's out there. I think Bill Hader, while he's he's on one of the talk shows, transforms into Tom Cruise and transforms into Seth Rogen yep. while he's doing it. I love that one. And that one's a lot of fun and they're fun. But this deep fake was different because it wasn't like this is another celebrity trying to be another celebrity. This is like, oh, this is Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. which makes everybody think, oh, that's Tom Cruise. It brings up the idea then, okay, could a politician then be created to say yes. something outrageous? Or, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Is like you, you, people say, well, how could this be a threat to society? Just imagine, just imagine that somebody does somehow does a deep fake of President Biden mm-hmm. announcing war on China. Mm-hmm. China somehow sees this and says, whoa, no, 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 no. We're declaring war on America and launches their nukes. You know, we like to think that that's not possible, but. Oh, it is possible now the techno- with these deep fakes. The, the technology, yeah, could totally, and it could also, in the case of a crime. You know, yeah, we got footage of this crime going down. This yeah, person did that's it. That's not me. That's a deep fake. There's a, and it could be used as a defense, could be used as maybe putting somebody up that is uh, innocent of a crime. Yeah. I mean, it's... But, but didn't you say that there is a technology that you found out that is now 
being developed to combat the deep fakes like basically be able to tell if it was altered yeah there is there was a company and i'm i'm uh the name kind of escaped me i signed up to kind of follow them and see what they're they're doing but they're apparently able to use technology to determine similar like what people have done now with photoshop people have been able to say no that you can tell that's photoshopped and you can see that but now this company is going to work with the some of these deep fake videos and see if they can determine but again, the technology is getting so good. But people have said, well, we don't have the expertise to do it ourselves." But we're beginning to see that changing as well, especially yep. with my heritage this past week uh, <laughs> yeah. <was> launching. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, is this the creepiest thing in the world? So imagine you, you get a, you know, it's and it, Sean, you did a project not long ago for your family where you took old film reels, video, uh, photos, and you put them, you basically archived all of these for everybody. Correct. Now, can you imagine if you were to say, well, I'm going to take somebody in your your family that has been gone for many years, I'm going to bring them to life. And now with my heritage, it's giving the people the opportunity. And Justin, you did this. Yeah. You went ahead and uploaded a photo of yourself. Yeah. Just to see the, the we'll, to test it out. We'll we'll post the, the my we'll post my original photo and the uh animated uh deep fake to, to our website, techtalkradio.com. But what yeah, what I did is I uploaded a uh my senior photo mm -hmm. uh from, from nineteen ninety nine and then I animated it and it doesn't look that great. I mean, yes, it could have been the photo that I upgraded or uploaded. Or it just because I'm really ugly. I don't know. Um, but it didn't really turn out that well. Well, I, it's still pretty amazing. I mean, but what that's what's really different about it because people are saying, well, let's, you know, let's get Uncle Joe, who's been gone for 10 years, see, and, and do man. this. And this, this can be actually hurtful to some people totally. because they want to remember them as they are. And suddenly you've got this animated face of them. Yeah, and they, they've this, been gone. This could open up a whole. So, okay. So I was thinking about doing a picture of my wife's late grandfather, she, who she was extremely close to. And we've got a photo of him. And it's a very detailed, very good photo of him. Mm -hmm. But I decided immediately against it because I said, you know what? If I animate this or, I mean, when I say animate, I don't animate it. I mean, I put it through the AI and it does it for me. Yeah. But if I were to show her this and show her. Her grandfather's face moving around, blinking, smiling. I think she would just lose it. Yeah. We got to so, remember that. So there is a term within the film industry. It's actually, a, it's, I don't think it's just the film industry. It's called the uncanny valley. It's a relationship between the degree of an object's resemblance to a human being and the emotional response to such an object. Basically saying that a humanoid object, which is imperfect, it perfectly resembles a human can provoke uncanny or strange familiar feelings of eeriness mm. and revulsion. Okay. So yeah. you could see this picture of somebody that you know. It could just provoke that awkward feeling of like, this is this real? Is it not? And then kind of stir up and potentially cause some other emotions to arise and things like that. So I just yeah, I could totally get that. Like Justin, I, I was thinking about doing this uh, for Gloria's father. We have no video, no film of him, a still picture here and there. Yeah. And then I realized, no, this is not. Yeah, no. This is no, no. so before anybody thinks of doing this at my heritage and then just shooting it off, going, "Hey, look, 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 he's alive again." Um, it could it could actually have some. 
I'm not a psychologist. But Very negative connotations to it. it. It really could. Now, the, the amazing thing about this, Justin, though, is, you know, in the in the past with some of the, the deep fake AIs we've seen, they've had to upload a series of photos of a celebrity to be able to create that that seamless flow like they did with the Tom Cruise one. In this case, it's one photo that you were able to get to animate. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't get well, all... Well, no, it wasn't one photo of Tom Cruise. They used No, I mean, I'm saying one mo- photo of you. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, of me. Yeah, that's why it didn't turn out that great because it was just one single photo. But, like, the professionals, yeah, they'll upload hundreds of photos of this, whoever they want, and then it takes a, a selection of all of them, and that's when it becomes just uncanny. Now, I'm kind of wondering, too, all right, so to do this, you can get, I think, up to, what, five photos. you got to give them your email address, but it's basically free. Yeah, um, but what you're you're giving your email address, they're probably going to sell it, and then you're going to get a bunch of spam. And, yeah, genealogy. And they're, they're a genealogy site, website. Um, so, again, that's what they, they do. Um, but I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, again, didn't we go through this not long ago with an app that was available that you could age yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember this? And then <laughs> what suddenly was the app called? I can't even remember, but then yeah. suddenly it was like all of a sudden, you know, Oh, don't do this because this company is foreign based and they're going to get your data. Yep. You're uploading your photo to them, which yep. has your iris in there. And yep. they're, they're, they're doing all kinds of things with it. There's people who use the reface app. I've used it. Come on. It's a, it's a lot of fun. To, to take a photo that you have and suddenly put yourself in, in a movie. Reface is a fun app. But again, what are we giving them to be able to do this stuff with? And, you know, I don't want to sound like a bunch of conspiracy theorists here, but you got to worry about that. You got to oh, think about it's, that. It's very valid concern. I don't think I would do it with any of my stuff because it just does. It doesn't. It's not characteristic. Like I can't. My family is we're very close. And I think adding false emotion or false narrative or mm-hmm. false video or reactions into things that we already remember about our family would just not go over well in my family. Yeah. Because they don't want to remember him for something that I created. They want to remember my grandfather or my grand any of my grandparents. Uh, they want to be remembered for who they were, not who they could be in a life they have no control over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, there's no, how do I know this is what he would want or if he would even be want to be portrayed this way or is it how he would even react or you, react? Like, again, you fall into that uncanny valley where it's just, it's so unfamiliar, but familiar at the same time. That's just that uneasy feeling. You're getting into the whole moral aspect of this. And that's a very valid concern. It, it's, it's, do you, should you do this? Yeah. That's the thing. Cause you can, should you? Yeah, and, and but the thing is, is deepfakes, deepfakes in general. I mean, especially when it comes to celebrities and and, and people of uh, worldwide notoriety. You, you know, this is very dangerous. We've uh, we saw what they did with the Star Wars film. You know, they took uh, they needed to have kind of some closure, so yeah. they added, um, of course, Carrie Fisher who played Princess Leia, uh, and then General... Was she a general at the end? You know, they did that. They used computer... It's funny, because they used CGI for that. They didn't use yes. deep fake technology. Well, for the one in uh, the, the Mandalorian of, of Mark Hamill uh, is coming back, it was, it was basically... Uh, deep fake technology, well, wasn't no, it? No, no, it was CGI. No, it was CGI, but then there was a dude that actually used the deep fake technology to make it even better. And it looked better. And it actually looked better, but then Disney blocked that because they were like, "No, no, no, that's uh, that's our IP. You know, you can't uh, you can't use that kind of stuff." 
and so they blocked it. But I, I did get to witness or see Same here. That, yeah. that that deep faked version of that last scene in The Mandalorian with Luke. And I was like, oh, my God, that, that looks so much more realistic. So if uh, they start doing movies again and bring it back, people like John Wayne, oh, Steve McQueen. See, I mean, come on, could, a can of worms. If I'm, I'm kind of wondering now if the family's allowed that. Would you want to see a movie no. with a well? They with better a deep be getting fake? paid. Well, yeah. I'll tell you right now, if I was the if I was the descendants of John Wayne or something like that, and they decided to bring him back, you better bet I'm going to get paid for that. Can you imagine how weird you could finally do a sequel to Casablanca, Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall? You could bring I them never back. I saw the original. Uh, you're missing out. But they could bring I've them never back. Never seen the original either. Yeah, but all these <laughs> mo- all these movies, you know, suddenly you got a character. Oh well, they're no longer with us. No problem. We'll deep fake them. Yeah, you know? that's true. And uh, I'm sure, I mean, you look at, you were able to get a photo done. The cost, it's probably cheaper than CGI. Well, it was, first off, it was free, and it literally took two minutes to do. Wow. Now, again, the photo that we're going to put on our website, techtalkradio.com, is of my senior photo, and it's not very good. because You're, you're going to get single... some women hitting you up on this one, Justin. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you, you're looking a little like Ryan Gosling there, you know? Well, you know, that's why my wife always said I did look like a young Ryan Gosling. I don't know what happened. Not the deep faked one. You're yeah, a little more the... like Peter Laurie in that one. Yeah, well, I look like Peter Dinklage now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I want to I want to move on. If we don't if we don't mind, yeah. I want to move on to another thing here because I found something very very interesting, and I want to get your guys' reaction to this. Okay. Right? All right. So. They had recently a, uh, there was uh, SEO Clarity. SEO Clarity is a, a research company. Mm-hmm. And they asked a bunch of Americans, which, like, uh, but basically what they did is they, they ranked the top 10 uh, big tech companies on how much you trust them or do you untrust them, oh, right? Wow. wow. So the tech companies that they rated, and I'm going to ask you guys a question on this, so take notes. Okay. They rated Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple. Samsung, Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, Huawei, and TikTok. Hmm. Out of all of those companies, who do you think the Americans distrust the most? Huawei. Huawei? Okay. What are you going to say? Did you say Facebook? I did say Facebook on there. I would say Facebook. Facebook. Actually, Actually, out of all of them, TikTok was the most distrusted platform and i believe it's part of that is because of the whole trump thing where he was yeah. like china is gonna steal all your data and blah 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 right. but facebook was number two only by 0.4 percent facebook is the most untrusted u.s based company huawei was only distrusted at 30.4 percent and also a 30.4 percent trusted rate now who was the most trusted Group out of all those again. One more time: Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Samsung, Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, Huawei, and TikTok. Honestly, Who's the most trusted. Honestly, what do you what do you think, Sean? I think Amazon. Yeah, I was going to say Amazon as well. Actually, the most trusted was Google. Really? By point six percent. Second to them was Amazon. Right. Wow. Now, I personally distrust Google completely because. Yeah. Everything you search for on Google then all of a sudden shows up on all of your social media feeds as ads. Don't you hate um, that? Oh, my gosh. And then your smart home speakers, you know, and even Amazon, they have the smart homes, you know, the Alexa, you know, all that stuff. They listen all the time, even though they're like, no, 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 we don't listen. We only listen when you say the keyword. No, you don't. You listen all the time. And I've told this story before. 
But back in the day, I decided to do a test where I walked around for a weekend and I literally just said the words Bugatti, Lamborghini, Ferrari over and over and over again. That Monday, okay, after the weekend, that Monday, mm -hmm. I started getting ads for Bugattis, Lamborghinis, and Ferraris <laughs> on Facebook. Which one did you buy? <laughs> Uh, the Bugatti Bayron. <laughs> the Bayron. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So this is this is kind of cool because I know Sean, you just recently had to do a car purchase, right? Yeah. So we actually, um, my wife was in a car accident probably about a month ago now already, yeah. um, and we were saved by the dash cam, which is good because the dash cam video proved that the other driver was one hundred percent at fault. Now, which yeah. now, which just, dash cam were you using? Just so we so know. So I found a dash cam. Much like all the other technology I can find, I can find the cheapest but decent quality. Um, it's called Yi, Y-I, mm -hmm. Cam. They okay. make uh, a variety of cameras, um, action cameras, and home video, home recording security cameras as well. But it's just their Yi Cam Basic 1080p uh, dash cam. Uh, takes a micro US or a micro SD card and records very well, in my opinion. Is it tied um, with an app on your smartphone? No, not no. this one. This version. Oh. Well, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I've never used it with an app. If it comes with one, I've just put it in the car and kind of set it and forget it. And right. It paid off for us this time. But my wife has been was searching for a car, and she enjoys the Toyota brand because her she had a Toyota Prius, which has been a wonderful car for anybody looking for a car. If you, if you have a if you have a Prius, uh, they've been really great. In just the buy a Tesla. <laughs> Comes no, with built-in dash cams. One of, her, one, of her, one of her coworkers did mention that that, that Caitlin looked like a Tesla person. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh, the first nice. time I met her, the first time I met Caitlin, I was like, "You're a Tesla person." Really? Now uh -huh. wait, you said you said that they come with dash cams. Are you kidding me? No, of course they do. No, really? Of course. Yes, they do. I they, have dash, they have cams built in all over the, around the car. The, the side mirrors, the rear view mirror, the front, everything. They have dash cams all over. Why doesn't every manufacturer do that? Because it costs a lot of money. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. and, and mm -hmm. Tesla's I are mean, like $100,000. Yeah, so Caitlin spent quite a bit of time this past week car shopping and going and testing out different things. Between, She was looking for a, a, you know, a, a, a midsize SUV, not something as big as like a Chevy Traverse or a, a GMC Acadia. So she settled on the <laughs> Toyota CRV. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Which I'm going to tell you, I drove it the the night she brought it home. We went up, went over to a friend's to help them move some stuff, and I got to drive it. Even from my 2017, which I thought was a it was a huge step up from my 2000 Dakota, right? I thought it was leaps and bounds like a spaceship. Even from 2017 to 2021, the leap in technology is just unbelievable. Oh really? yeah, yeah. Mine's a 2011, but, and I'm I I I know that it's out of date. Yeah, so it's it's just incredible the features and the smart sensing and the lane assist and the advanced braking and the it's just it's cool but it's it's weird because I feel like it's taking a little bit of my driving freedom away. Mm. So you're not going to be one of those that's going to say, okay, I'm going to let the car drive me. You're not going to be absolutely not. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to be that either. I enjoy driving way too much to let. Like I know that I'm going to get frustrated when people tell me I can't drive a car. Because I'm gonna, I enjoy driving. I enjoy but driving. What if you're going to the bar and you have a couple extra drinks and you, you get an get Uber? Home. You get an Uber no, or a Lyft. If your car drives itself, let it drive. No, let it drive you home. I kind of. What are the legalities on that now? No, you're, I kind of uh, wonder. Technically, some... that's actually illegal because yeah. you are supposed to be sober behind the wheel, even if your car drives it. So, for our lawyers that are listening, <laughs> we do not condone this activity. Yes, get an Uber yeah. uh, or cab or, or just don't. Yeah, don't.
I wanted to mention though, like speaking of you know, Sean, you just mentioned car technology, right? Mm -hmm. I, my wife, you know, drives a, a C Max. What the heck is that? Well, it's uh, it's Ford's uh, answer to the Prius, I guess. But, oh, okay. But right. but it, but it's 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 a hybrid because it does have an engine, but so it's not fully electric. It does have an engine, but hers is a 2013, and we bought it, you know, brand new, and it worked great for so many years. But the 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 Ford Sync system, which is their, uh, well, I remember I guess that you could say the the computer system. It runs the entertainment, the navigation, the the heating, all that stuff, right? It runs everything. Um, I think it was designed by Mrs. Johnson's third grade class. <laughs> it's not the greatest. <laughs> it, it was it was horrible from the very beginning. It's just horrible, horrible, horrible. And I, can't, I mean, I could go into details, but it just just trust me when I say it's horrible. But just today, today, my wife is like, "Hey, I, I shut off my car and my my uh, CD won't turn off." I'm like, "Oh, it'll turn off in a couple minutes. Like it's yeah. just you know, it's, it's the standby mode or whatever." I come home from work eight hours later. She's like, yeah, it's still playing. I'm like, oh what? My gosh. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like going, and sure enough, the, the car is completely turned off, yet the CD's playing. You can't eject the CD. You can't change from CD to FM or AM, or you can't go to navigation. Like, the, the, the thing is frozen. I Did you try rebooting it by turning the key on and off? Yes, I tried turning it on, turning it off. Nope, it doesn't do anything. It keeps on playing. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I literally had to go into the trunk where this is where the battery is located for the car. Now, normally yeah. the, the, the batteries are in the, in the hood. In the C-Max, it's in the trunk. And I had to go and disconnect her battery. So 20 minutes later, after trying to figure out where the battery is, I had to figure out how to disconnect it. And I had to get my 10-millimeter socket, which is very hard to find. And I disconnected the battery. And thankfully, that fixed it. But come on. That's that's so good. I remember the sync. Well, uh, one year you guys weren't on the show yet. Uh, Ford brought us the remember the, the what was that really long looking station wagon they had? Do you remember that? The mm. uh, I, can't, I can't remember. Oh my goodness! Yes, oh, I, I can picture it, but right? I can't remember what it was. They brought us one, and they said, "Okay, you guys can drive it to Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, and then drive it back." They gave us a car for a whole clearance. week. No, no, not clearance. That, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I simply just did a Google search and it said Ford clearance, but that was actually no, it wasn't. just a. That's a sale. Yeah, that's a sale. Sorry. <laughs> you never want to buy a car called a clearance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But it was a. Uh, country it, Squire? No, it wasn't the Country Squire. Okay. All it right, was uh, not that old, Justin. It well, was like. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to help you here. <laughs> but we drove it to Vegas. We never used the sync system once. It, it was like, meh. Well, I, I like being able to, I like now Bluetooth connecting, your phone connecting to the car uh, and doing it that way. I've got voice assist in my 2011, but it is so bad. I, like I yeah. can hit the button and tell it just to tune a radio station. Oh, That's I all it will actually, do. Oh, I, when you send me text messages from your voice assistant in your car, mm -hmm. I have to run it through Google Translate just to figure out what you said. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. No, but I, I want to give Ford a little bit of credit because in the later models, I have a 2017 and, and obviously beyond. They finally hired somebody with a college degree to design the sync system, and it's actually pretty decent this time. But from like 20, I don't know, 2010 to 2015, it was absolutely horrendous. Our buddy Sean over at uh, Saguaro Automotive, I know, listens to the show. And, you know, we talked once about this, and a lot of the vehicles coming in now are just all computerized. Everything is. Everything. I mean, Everything is. every element of that car is is computerized, and it... 
It makes it difficult. Now, Sean, in your buying this, so you, you obviously did the research. Did you go online to do the research? Well, actually, um, I let Caitlin do all the research on her own. Mm-hmm. So she researched the cars on her own. She researched the car that she wanted to get. And I had limited input uh, because I wanted her to be able to pick. I mean, she wanted to buy her own car. So, uh, you know, we discussed kind of what she would want. And I gave her opinions on, well, if you want something that's comparable to a CRV, you can do the Honda RAV4. You could do a Subaru Forester. And, and I kind of gave her options. But she went on most of her test drives by herself and evaluated the cars on her own and ended up picking the CRV. So, did you notice though an increase in ads that suddenly started to appear? Because oh, I don't know about yeah. you. Whenever I've done a search for a car, like, like I just mentioning, yep, and they'll start showing up in my feed, whether it be on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I, I can't say that I did because I don't well, because have you Facebook didn't do the or, you didn't do the research, and also yeah. I didn't do the research. You're correct, but um. I could ask Caitlin if it appeared for yeah. her, but I, I don't know the answer to that. All right, we got to take now, a quick break, though. Uh, we come back. You guys are playing a game, which is actually a lot of fun, so we want to talk about that game. Uh, also, some other things. We find out what kind of smartphone Bill Gates uses, and that's kind of important. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Shonda Weird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on social media on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash tech talkers we'll be right back and now back to tech talk radio hey bill nye the science guy here whenever i am listening to the radio especially tech talk radio it's just such a party welcome back to tech talk radio i'm sean deweird i'm andy taylor and i'm justin lemmy so during the break uh justin you had to go uh, take care of the little one uh Mm -hmm. and sean and i were talking a little bit about some of the features that you found with this new car, Kate, for our listeners who don't know, which car did you end up getting? We got the Toyota RAV4, which earlier I may have misidentified as the CRV. <laughs> yeah, I think you did earlier call it that, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, All right. the Toyota RAV4. The RAV4. A Honda CRV. We did yeah. test drive a Honda CRV. All right, cool. The acronyms and the names for cars are confusing. <laughs> so, now, all right. Toyota RAV4. What are some of the features in this RAV4, though, tech wise, for anybody who hasn't looked in a car in a while? since you know maybe 2016 or whatever what are some of the things that you saw that you kind of liked you know it's got a lot of the safety features that are are factory by default like the brake the early braking sensing um it's got automatic rain sensing wipers which is kind of cool it's got automatic headlight brightness so Wait. you can turn it on and you're driving, and it'll turn your brights on for you. Oh, and then wow. if it senses a car coming, it'll turn your brights off. Wait, wait. It'll see if a car's coming in the other way. It'll. it'll... I, yeah, I haven't. Had, we haven't had a chance to test it, but that's the theory: is that you can just it, you activate the brights, you push the button, and it'll <laughs> wait until you don't. And it's a cop. <laughs> yeah, if you don't. I mean, you know, how many times I'm driving down La Cunada on my way into the station, and I get that guy with that big lifted, big huge truck that's got the entire lighting grid mm-hmm. on the front of his. And he doesn't turn it off. I yeah. I turn mine off, but it'll t- he doesn't turn that thing off. But no, that's kind of a yeah, cool it, feature. It, it, it does have the LED headlights, which are impressive. If you haven't driven a car with LED headlights yet, and you are on a backcountry road, and you hit those suckers on mm-hmm. blast, it lights up pretty good. Just wait, yeah. you have to buy a bulb. Just, I, oh, I'm yeah. sure. I just, no. I just bought, a, I bought two bulbs for my car, $54. Oh, my goodness. To replace them. Just right. That's you know low beam, high beam, but still it's expensive. Now, does your did you said you got all, like the upgraded model? Does it come with the uh, the the automatic Marvin Gaye? Marvin. The, the what? Marvin Gaye. What, what is that? What option is that? Well, no. Like, 
okay, the, the, when you when you both get into the back seat, it automatically kicks on Marvin Gaye. Like, <laughs> let's get it on. <laughs> that would no, be a I've, that no, would be I've a got, great oh, that feature. Was, oh, that was extra darn. I guess you should have. We don't have. Should have upgraded. Might be just be an airbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. So now the price of cars, I know, has gone up quite a bit. Was it a good deal? I mean, above twenty. It was above twenty thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah, we bought it at the end of the month, so we got a really good uh, financing rate on it. Um, but we also were able to use a significant portion of the reimbursement from the total Toyota as a significant down payment, so that oh, yeah. helped quite a bit. But, yeah, that's good. Um, How did that process it, go? You know, so you get the dash cam footage. You got a, a lot of some people who have never had to deal with this. Uh, how important was that? Number one, the dash cam footage, and number two, what do you do with it? You you email yeah. it to them. What did that work? So yeah, so in my line of work with video stuff, you know, typically you want to deal with the raw format, but the files were too big to email, so I had to actually compress them within Final Cut and then send it off, which typically in an investigation is kind of frowned upon. But mm -hmm. um, all I had to do was just import the file i exported a smaller version of it and sent it to them and it was sufficient for their investigation but um it was you know when she had to record her statement with state farm they asked her if there were any photos or videos and we said we have dash cam video they said that's great here's the process email it to the you know go to the dashboard at state farm upload it there it gets handled by the claims people they came back a week and a half later said you know they gave us their uh, whatever their Judgment on the, yeah. the judgment on the car accident found the other driver 100% at fault. Hmm. Whether whether or not that meant that the dash cam footage played a role in that or not, I'm sure it did based on the statements that the other driver made at the time and things like that. So, hmm, I kind of like that. And you, don't you think everybody should have a, a dash cam now? I mean, honestly, well, I do. I, it's kind of one of my uh, guilty pleasures on the internet is watching dash cam videos and car crash videos from yep. the dash cam perspective. Um, there are a lot of good YouTube channels that. Um, scrape the internet for dash cam videos and populate them into about 10 or 15 minute long videos. Sean, you said you got the Yee uh, cam. Um, so my wife, uh, I got her the Cobra, uh, mm -hmm. which has a two camera system. So it's got the front camera and then it has a long cord. And then we have a rear camera just so, you know, in the event somebody, you know, rear ends uh, her car, uh, then we'll also get that footage as well. And I used to have the Cobra as well, but it got, uh, it, it I, I guess the Denver Sun, finally baked it into <laughs> did the um, same thing mine did i did find another dash cam that i really like uh it's called nexar oh yeah -E yep, i've heard of it n-e-x-a-r so now this is interesting because it doesn't require uh it doesn't require an sd card now it, it does take an sd card but it doesn't require it instead what it does is it links to your cam to your phone excuse me and it automatically uploads everything to your phone and then to the cloud immediately so as you're driving, it's uploading data to your phone, and then when your phone gets connected to Wi-Fi, it then syncs to the cloud, so you always have every single drive you've ever done on the cloud. That's nice. That's cool. That so is you, cool. And you can access it from their website, so you don't have to like go and fiddle around with an SD card and try to put it in your computer and download the, the, the right footage. You just have to go to their, their website, find the drive that you had the accident in or, or, or whatever situation you want to document and then you can take a clip right from their website and download it now dash cams yeah. aren't that expensive are they i mean well th they can be they can be the, the yeah. e cam was only i think 49 dollars 
Oh, yeah. wow. So the Cobra was 150 at Costco, and that was on sale. So obviously you're paying for the name there with Cobra, plus you get the dual cam setup. But the Nexar is a single cam front-facing. I think I paid 99 for the Nexar. And, and you have to pay for the a... service for nope. it to upload? No. Nope. nope. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. See, now, I, you guys know I have the Owl Cam. We all know what happened to them. Uh, owl, owl Cam? Owl Cam, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were they were pretty active, and then uh, suddenly they, they got sold the company, and then it went to another company, and that company suddenly jacked the price up quite a bit per year. Oh, you did Like 200 and yeah. something dollars per year. Uh, but it uses 4G technology, so... Again, it will upload. You just tell it, you know, okay, presto, and it saves it. But I haven't had access to any of that stuff because I'm, I don't want to pay that 200 bucks. I could just buy a camera with an SD card. I am wondering why doesn't Wise make a uh, a, a dash cam? I mean, they're making everything else, oh, Wise, Wise cameras. Will. That would be kind of a cool idea for them to do. I bet they will. Uh, they're listening probably because they talk about them so much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a matter of time. But- yeah, but I know that Justin said that he had you guys had melted your cameras. Well, mine, uh, mine, the the battery yeah. on it got so hot. Remember, I'm in Arizona, so when it gets 110 degrees outside, the inside of the car is even more than that. And that's it, true. I don't we don't deal with that up here. It's it's separated. <laughs> so and you know it's just the point I've had it. For, I had it for a couple of years, and I just haven't bought a new one. I got the Owl Cam for a while. It's still mounted. It's a deterrent, if anything, but. You know, um, I, I want to get myself a new uh, dash cam, but it's, again, I, I don't say, know which one. I would look at Nexar. I might, I look, might do look that. Look at Nexar. They're, they're really good. For the price of a Cobra, I mean, I do like Cobra. I do. The quality but is great. The quality is pretty darn good. And But the thing is, is if I'm going to pay $199 or whatever it is for a dash cam, I don't want it to melt in the sun. And if it is inevitably going to melt in the sun... I'm going to want to go with a cheaper model that I can replace easier. Somebody I've, somebody told me I have an old um, GoPro 6 and somebody, I think it's a 6, and somebody said, why don't you just mount that on your dashboard and then when you get out of the car, take it with you. Now, could you essentially use a GoPro as a dash cam then? You could. Yeah, I mean, you would run into the issue of battery life if you want to keep it plugged in. You could buy a skeleton case for it and keep the USB plugged in. But you're dealing with much larger file sizes at that yeah. point. You're dealing yeah. with less compression. I mean, you yep. could set it up so it records like 720 at some crazy low frame rate. But yeah, I mean, I used my GoPro for a dash cam for a long period of time when, you know, when the Hero 2 and the Hero 3 were first out. It just wasn't feasible because I, I had to remember to take it with me. I had to remember to plug it in. Mm-hmm. I had to remember to power it on. I had to remember the SD card. I had to remember if there was a battery in it or not. It just suction cup mount versus a dash mount versus you know it the dash cam itself where it's just a set and forget it turns on every time the car gets started is so much easier i think we need to reach out to wise and have them create one that would be kind of cool now well, sean, uh, sean, sean you know I the would ceo love to be an right tester. yeah aren't you friends with the ceo sean i wish <laughs> now okay so this is a good question though um so i got that security system there was another person who was following us on twitter and i'm sorry he's had so many problems but he got onto my wall after I showed that I, I showed it on Fox 11, and he was just slamming the company, saying that the product doesn't work and all that. Now I I went hey I was having a problem as well getting notifications a whole bit, and they put out a firmware update for the base station. Once I ran that firmware update, it took care of everything. Now this guy is still having problems, but the one thing I've just added to the chain now is an SD card. But the thing I don't 
when does it record? How do I set it to record? That's what I have no yeah, idea. I think you have to just go into the settings and tell it um, within the app. I think you can go in and tell it to record the SD card or all those types of things. So, so is it recording to... all the time or can I tell it, it just record when you get motion? It, it all depends on how you want the battery life to be affected, right? Because you mm -hmm. can set it up to record, you know, the cool down period could be as low as I think 30 seconds before right. it detects motion and records again. And then within the Wise app, you can also set schedules. So it only records motion from these times during the day. And there's all sorts of smart type stuff you can do with it, you know, or, you know, if it senses that there's no motion in the house, if you have motion sensors or other cameras that it could all, there's a lot of cool things you can do with the, the scenes and the, the rules for the Wise Camp stuff. This week, uh, I know Wise just announced that they've brought back their sprinkler control. So, you know, yeah. they've, uh, now I know you were using a different one, Justin, but do you still have that? Are you still using that? No, I use uh, the Rachio. Yeah, I, I still use the Rachio. Right. And you're happy with that? Oh, absolutely. I love it. All right, cool. Well, if our listeners want to look up Wise, uh, just go to WYZE.com. And Nexar, they have their own website too, don't they? Yeah, it's uh, us.getnexar.com, N-E-X-A-R.com. All right, uh, we take a quick break, come back. All right, what do you guys think? Bill Gates, what type of smartphone does he use? He better not use an Apple. Blackberry. <laughs> Blackberry, I love it. No, I think he still uses a Windows phone. The Nokia, <laughs> the Nokia, the old, the old Nokia brick phone. <laughs> with the great ringtone. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Tweet us at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hi, this is Colin Mockery of Whose Line Is It Anyway? You're listening to Tech Talk Radio. I don't know how it works. It's all magical stuff to me. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Andy Taylor. Okay, so I saw a story this week, uh, PC Magazine. Uh, did a story about uh, apparently an interview, I guess, that they did with Bill Gates, the co-founder of Windows, former CEO of the company. He's Windows? Still, he's Windows. Microsoft. Microsoft. Thank you. Microsoft. Did I say co-founder of Windows? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'm kind of right, right? Well, kind of. That's, that's a little right. Kind of. I'm just a little right on that one. Um, and they shared an article about his preferences uh, for what what does he use Android or iOS or Nokia which which I kind of like that idea that would be good but he actually says he has a day-to-day -day Android device yeah that's what he uses however he does have an iPhone but that's only to keep up with everything else for other activities and he uses the iPhone for the clubhouse app because you have to have an iPhone to use that oh yeah, yeah. they haven't switched that over yet matter of fact Sean are you on clubhouse I have no idea what that is <laughs> now you're you're an iOS user, aren't you? Apple user? Correct. I'm gonna have to send you an invite so you can check it out. You guys have gotten into a game. Nobody invited me to play, but that's okay. I'm I'm not hurt. Um we've invited you to like the last six games we play and you've never joined us, so we kind of just counted you out on this I one. I might want to get in on this one. This actually sounds pretty good. And it's I like it because it's not uh it's not like crazy tech over the top graphics. Viking yeah. survival. Viking yeah. survival. It's called Valheim and it surpassed 4 million active users uh, in, like, the first week it was on Steam. Yeah. And it's become insanely popular because of the the build the ability to build ages structures with wood and iron and all this other stuff. But the game itself is, is a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually running a dedicated server of the game in my basement so that my friends and I can all play, and Justin plays on it too, of uh, just us, where yeah. if you play if you play – a private game 
you're hosting it locally on your machine, and then if that person logs off, that game isn't online, or you can log on to somebody else's game, but then it's people you don't know. But uh, so, but but to go back into the default, the the basics of it though, it's this is kind of like a um, it's a survival game where you are tasked with basically building shelter, uh, gathering supplies, uh, forging weapons going out hunting for your food, chopping down wood to build, you know, uh, structures, stone, uh, things like that. Now there is a, there's, there's a goal to the game. You're basically, uh, put into, I guess, what'd you call it? Purgatory, right? Sean, you're in purgatory. You're in Odin's or Odin's purgatory. Yeah. It's kind of your on this world and you have to kill these spiritual bosses to kind of gain your spirit back. And so you're in purgatory. Basically. Yeah. 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 But, but, yeah, but, but no, I get it. Like you got to kill all the bosses. Um, but it's fun. And, and the thing is, is the graphics are not that super advanced. So like, there's a lot of computers out there that could run this. I, I would, I would, I would think that the graphics are probably very much similar to like PS2, maybe PS3. Right. Right. Now is that an expensive game to buy? I mean, you, you no. have to get it from Steam, right? Twenty bucks, right? It's on Steam, and it's twenty bucks on Steam. Um, yeah, but it's free to play. You don't have to have a subscription or anything like that, like some other popular open world games, like World of Warcraft and those types of things. It's free, and Once to, you buy to, it. to to run the dedicated server, it's free. I just downloaded within Steam. There's a um, when when you purchase the Valheim game, you get the option to do the dedicated server portion of it as well. I just have that running on on the computer that I do all my 3D printing on. Um, and it just runs all the time connected to the internet and I just had to pu- forward a couple of ports and it's been working great. Yeah, it, it definitely has. And it's interesting because I actually had been playing the game for a couple of weeks by myself and I don't really get a lot of time to play, but, um, I've been playing it by myself and I, I barely even had just this tiny little hut with one little campfire and a workbench. <laughs> And I see that Sean's playing it. And I, you know, I used to game with Sean all the time back in the day. And so I hit him up and I'm like, Hey, you, I didn't know you play Valheim. And he's like, Oh yeah, I got my own server. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe I can join you guys. And he's like, yeah, join our server. I join a server and he's like, Hey, come this way. I'll take you to our base or our home or whatever. And they are so much more advanced than I am because, you know, they've been playing a lot more, but then again, you said there's like eight of you guys playing where it is just one of me, but yeah, um, we, we hit the game pretty hard and it's been a lot of fun, but it, it's, it, there's no linear progression. It's yeah. all it, nonlinear, meaning Justin can join in at any time and yeah. we can go back and help him. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's kind of cool. They, I like they that. Actually, they actually did help me. So a couple nights after that, I, I decided to hop on and, uh, Sean wasn't on, uh, but uh, it was interesting. The day that I hopped on, Sean gave me a little tour of of their home, and he's like, "Okay, over here's your wood chests, and over here's your stone chest, and here's the food chest. Oh, and this chest over here, don't ever go into it." I'm like, "Well, why?" And he goes, "Because that's my private chest, our our, our private chest." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm not." Trusted enough, to that, even yeah. though I've even though I've known you for a long time, um, over a decade, I guess I'm just not cool enough to go in that chest. But okay, I respect that. Yeah. So then, a fast forward a couple days later, I hop on, and Sean's not on, but his two friends are. And I said, "Hey, I, you know, I kind of feel weird because I feel like I'm behind. I haven't defeated the first two bosses, and you guys have." And they're like, "Oh, we'll help you. We'll we'll go back and do it right now." 
And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And he goes, hey, come over here. I want to show you something. And I'm like, okay. And he goes to the forbidden chest and he's like, open it. And I'm like, uh, but, but, but Sean told me not to. And they were goes, just testing your loyalty. He goes, no, forget Sean. Okay. Forget Sean. He's not here right now. Open the chest. I'm like, okay. And I opened the chest and I'm like, okay, what do I do? He goes, take that nice bow, the, the bow and arrows, take them, take them. I'm like, okay, take that, uh, take the, 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 the belt of, of extra strength. Take it. I'm like, okay. And he goes, oh, and, and that, uh, that, that bronze axe, go ahead and keep that for yourself. Sean, you've like, just been robbed by your buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I maybe have been exiled to a small island in the middle of nowhere. Well, I asked him, I said, well, doesn't, doesn't, isn't that Sean's stuff? And he's like, yeah, forget Sean. Oh, wait, I think the server's offline now. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, now, uh, speaking of toys, and we're talking about games and stuff like that, uh, this is certainly not a toy because you wouldn't want to get this for your kid. DJI has put out a brand-new drone, and I know that you oh, were kind of yeah. salivating over this thing a little. What are, the, what are the features of this new drone? Oh, yeah, so DJI, you know, they have been known to be very consumer-friendly with their drones for a reasonable price um, and great quality and great stabilization. Um, and they keep getting more and more compact with the Mavic Mini and the Mavic Pro and the Mavic Air and those things like that. They just released a new, uh, I believe it was yesterday, or maybe it was even uh, March 2nd when they announced it. But they announced a DJI FPV drone, Ooh. meaning flying point of view. Meaning first, but isn't it fly? Is it flying point of view or first person view? Uh, I think either works. Okay. So what does that mean? In this context, meaning it's got a camera on it. It's only one axis stabilized, so it's a it the the, the software internally takes it makes up for the rest, but it comes with a set of their goggles, their their flying goggles. So meaning you put the goggles on and you see the view of the camera from the drone, and that's how you fly it. Oh so wow! You are flying from the view of that the drone. Is so cool. that's kind of neat. Yeah, and it's it's cool. You you guys remember the little mini one that I built? Yep. Yep. So several months ago that had the goggles and is that, is that thing still in what is it still intact? One piece? It is. Yeah, it's still. Yep. It, it's the side of a mountain, it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't um, found it yet. But this, but this, it's, it's but this takes that technology to a level that's consumer friendly. It took me months to build that thing and learning process and coding and the building the board and soldering and all that stuff. This is you pay twelve hundred dollars, twelve ninety nine. Whoa! And you get you get the drone. Whoa! You get the, the, the version two of the goggles, and you get the controller. Um, and you know, DJI is known for a couple different modes on their 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 drones. They have just your normal aptitude flying mode. They have a priority flying mode, and then they have a speed flying mode, a speed mode. Mm -hmm. This article that I found says that the speed mode can go up to sixty miles an hour. What? A drone that can go 60? That could be dangerous, couldn't okay. it? Okay, be right back. It could buy for one. a consumer. Like I said, there is there are drones like that, that are used in the drone racing league and stuff that can top up to like 80, 85, 90 miles an hour. Um, but those are raced by professionals because there's no GPS uh, synchronization. There's no – it's all you fly it and you control it. How big is this, this, has, this drone, though? Is it going to be uh, like, you know, they've been doing with the Mavic, making them smaller. Is it smaller or is it going to be – it's pretty about big. The, I think it's about the size of a Mavic, and I don't believe the wings fold in. I haven't really done a whole. I just found the article yeah, just uh, this week. Uh, today, so just this week. So I haven't had a time to do a whole lot of research, but um, you know, the, it says you know it's got the say it's got the camera that can do 4K up to 60, uh, 1080 at 120, 
and I don't even think it even offers 720 as an option. But you know, I tell I I said that I wanted a drone, and and Gloria said, "Oh, those are old fashioned now. Nobody's doing those." What? And uh, I'm thinking, no, that's probably not the case. People are still doing these. Well, I think it's just like the GoPro, right? If if I've got several drones because I'm a hobbyist and I like those types of things, but if you bought a Mavic Pro four years ago, five years ago, yeah, why why would you need to upgrade? This camera I'm using is a Hero Three Plus, and I'm super satisfied with it still. And that came out in a long time ago in, in camera tech, but you kind of had this huge surge in drones. But then why do people want to keep buying them year after year, upgrade after upgrade, unless you're doing it professionally or semi-professionally? Well, I'm kind of wondering because Justin was saying, you know, he wants to uh, he wants to get a drone. And I'm thinking you had I know which one you had a which drone did you have? It was the big one, wasn't it? I have several. Yeah. Now, uh, Justin, I had one. Which one did you have? The I had the uh, Phantom 4. The Phantom 4. Yeah. And, and you, I sold it. You sold it, right? Would, yeah. And but you just said you want to get one of these. Would you get it? Maybe. <laughs> the problem that I had with the drones was it was so difficult to find a quote unquote legal place to fly because everywhere you seem to take it, it's an illegal place to fly, and I don't really care to deal with the police. Yeah. So I don't want to. I just felt like it was just. I'd rather go back to, you know, bashing buggies, you know, RC cars. Yeah. You know, I, I just, you know, you can take those anywhere. As long as you got dirt, you can, you can bash them around. Whereas a drone, you're dealing with the FAA, you're dealing with, you know, no fly zones, you know. You I have to, know. you, and you have to investigate that stuff before you start flying. Don't you? I mean, you have yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've been in, involved with drones since probably late 2010, early 2011, when it kind of came very, very popular and news stations started using them to get get cool footage and stuff. And we actually had a le corporate legal come and say, nobody flies a drone until we get certified. And yeah, if you, you because of the legality, all of, you know, being near airports or flying over people. And there was such a gray area in terms of what what were the rules? Who did yeah. they apply to? Did they apply to hobbyists? What if you were making money while you were filming? What if you only, you know. But see, that's the thing so is, as a reporter, people. you are making money while you're filming. Correct. So, yeah. so Correct. literally, you have to be certified. That's true. Correct. That's true. Yeah. And I kind of led the charge at the station I worked at in Grand Rapids and got what well, was one of the first few people certified and then helped to train other people to get certified and kept up on the, the, the logs because you had to file flight logs and all this. It was a big, hot mess. Now, the process for the FAA and getting your, your, your part 107 has significantly been improved and it's almost even no longer required for to take, to learn most of the pilot lingo and things like that. You just have to, Oh my gosh. You have to just understand basic <laughs> flight properties and, and things like that. But <sighs> yeah, I um, looked into getting flight 107, I at 107 certified. I was like, no, no, forget no. this. No. Yeah. It, the, the part 107 was actually, it was almost as in, uh, you had to almost be as invested into it as a pilot. That's what I was going to say. Had, you had to learn how to read the weather, the weather over the radio. You had to learn weather patterns. You had to do wow all the stuff used, that a pilot would do just to fly a drone. I used to say the only difference between a FAA, you know, Part 107 drone pilot and a private pilot was the check ride. <laughs> there you go. Because seriously, it seemed like that. You literally had to be a private pilot. All you had to do to become a private pilot after doing the Part 107 
was go and fly an actual airplane for a check ride. That's it. Wow. Because it was that difficult. All right, we're going to take another quick break. We come back. Website of the week, product of the week. We'll have something for you that you'll be able to use with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on the web, techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Justin Lemmy. And I'm Andy Taylor. Okay, so I have got a brand new mobile video game that you guys got to check out. And I, I'm I'm kind of surprised that Kiss, Gene Simmons, with all his marketing, didn't do this first. But the guys over at Queen have put out their very own mobile video game. Okay. And let me tell you, it's a lot of fun to play. So if you follow the band Queen, you know, you had Freddie Mercury, you had Brian May, uh, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon, right? They made, they made up the band. And so this game that they've put out uh, is available. It's called Queen Rock Tour. Uh, you play it in landscape mode. It's a free game to play with in-app purchases, but it looks just like Guitar Hero. So basically, mm. you play it on your smartphone, which is cool. And if you get to certain levels, you get a you get a song. You get to hear a song or maybe video of a concert that was done. That's an exclusive for the game and the whole bit. And it's just kind of a cool way for a band to reach out to its audience and keep them entertained. But That's really cool. You do got to be careful, of course, of those in-app purchases uh, because those can add up pretty quick, as uh, Justin and I both know, playing Clash mm-hmm. of Clans. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you played in landscape mode, similar to what we did with Clash of Clans. You could play that one in uh, in portrait mode. Did You couldn't play that. You had to play that no. in landscape. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you get a chance, take a look. It's, again, a free download. It's for uh, Apple devices, iOS, or even Google Play. You can find it there for your Android devices. It's called Queen Rock Tour. All right. Interesting. There you go. Have fun with that. Do you think you're going to play that, John? I think I, I, I am. Play it. <laughs> I'm not a big mobile phone gamer. You aren't. You don't I play. Gonna, no. I was going to say you're not a big Queen fan. I was going to say you know you you were dead no, to me. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Queen, is great. Queen is great. I really enjoyed the new Queen movie that came out not that long ago. Um, but uh, no, I'm not a big mobile gamer, and it seems to be where the the big push is for gaming and. There was the whole controversy with Diablo Immortal from Blizzard being announced on mobile, mm-hmm. and it kind of upset this this community. But mobile gaming is not as popular in the U.S. as it is other parts of the world. So it's we are not the primary focus for mobile gaming, True. but it's still coming. It's still there. There's lots and lots of mobile games to play, but I just I don't spend that much time on my phone. If anybody tries that, I would love to hear from you and let me know your thoughts. And we'll share them on the show. You can reach out to us all the time. Uh, email is techguys at techtalkradio.com. Of course, you can head up our website as well. That is it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>